0: This, as you may recognize, is a maintenance service elevator. Still in operation, waiting for you. Nemo, where are you, son? <laughs> Nemo? No, oh, no, not again. A is very confusal. A have a lumperuusal's very sly, sly. 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 <laughs> salty old pirates, salty old pirates. This be the place. This be the place. <laughs> Chart a course through the arches, mateys. It be a short march through the old fortress. Past the dungeons to Pirates
1: Cove. W W, w- Radio. You're in
0: Hello everybody and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 290 for the week of September 2nd, 2012. The 17th annual Epcot International Food and Wine Festival takes place between September 28th and November 12th this year. And will once again, take guests on a culinary adventure around the world with delicious food and refreshing beverages from around the globe, celebrity chef demonstrations and concerts, there's something to satisfy every taste and interest. And with so much to see, do, and eat, I want to help prepare you for this year's event. So this week, we're going to cover not just the basics of the festival, but what's new, special events, what not to miss, as well as tips and strategies to get the most out of the event. Answer the Walt Disney World trivia question of the week for a chance to win a Disney prize package, and then be sure and stay tuned for other announcements, including information about the next WDW Radio Meet of the Month in September and some special events going on during the opening weekend of the Food and Wine Festival, including Epcot's 30th anniversary. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. So, summer is just about over. The kids are going back to school, and vacationers are heading back to work. Next thing you know, the leaves are going to be changing color, the nights are going to get a little bit colder, and something in the air tells you that the most wonderful time of the year is fast approaching. Now, let's be clear on this. I don't mean the time of year where a jolly old man in a red suit brings presents to good little boys and girls. Oh no, I mean a time of year where chefs from around the world bring a different type of present to hungry little boys and girls like me. Not the girl part, but the boy part. Anyway, I'm of course talking about the happiest holiday of all, the annual Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, celebrating its 17th year. Guests will travel from around the world to eat around the world as they celebrate culinary adventures from September 28th through November 12th, 2012, Marketplaces, food and wine kiosks, celebrity chefs, culinary demonstrations, seminars, concerts, and so much more truly make this, for me, the most wonderful time of the year. But with so much to do, and eat, there is a lot to the festival that you don't want to miss and may not know about. So joining me this week for an Epcot International food and wine prep show is AJ. From the Disney Food Blog and author, by the way, of the mini guide to the Food and Wine Festival, which we will definitely get to later. AJ, welcome back.
1: Thank you. It is the best time of the year. I am excited. It's only one month. Oh, I'm so excited. I know.
0: And, and we are, see, this is what I love. We are kindred spirits because we agree that, if, you know, listen, I love the booty you parade and I love the holidays at Walt Disney World. But this should be considered a holiday at Walt Disney World because the Food and Wine Festival forty six days record this year is one of, if not for me, the best times to go to Disney.
1: It's great. And I do love that they've given us an extra day. There's an extra day this year. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be awesome. I hope they continue that uh to- I hope they continue that. I hope we get an extra day every year until it's pretty much, until it's the Food and Wine Festival all but, year
0: long. It's 147 <laughs> days of the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I, 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 Halloween starts in August, so why not? It, you know, <laughs>
1: you know, like I say, they they leave those booths out right behind the they they leave them right out behind in in the backstage area. Like, let just bring them in, just leave them in there all year round. They can just stay. They can stay in there. I'm
0: jumping the gun a bit, but I'll I'll tell you, I would love to see. A couple of food and wine festival kiosks remain on the promenade. after, Like, like during Flower and Garden, they had the little Haiti section with a yeah. couple of um, uh, rum drinks. and. So- yep. they, th- it was do it all year round. Rotate them. Rot- bring in a couple of different kiosks every <laughs> so often.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, you know, like a place like Canada, which doesn't have its own counter service restaurant why not leave that kiosk out there? Like the place where it is isn't, you know, they don't use that area for anything the rest of the year. So just leave Canada out there and then everyone can just, I I guarantee you'd make money.
0: At least off of you and I alone. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I would go every time. It basically is just do it for us and everybody else will, I'm sure, of course. But I think you're right. You know, you you say on, on your site, food is a theme park. And I think that, you know, is somewhat true because I think food and wine festival like Marathon Weekend, like the holidays, like some of really the other times of year, has really become sort of a destination event. People are now booking their trips specifically to come down for food and wine festival. Well, certainly for locals, of which now I am one. You know, this is a big thing that we circle on our radar very early on.
1: Yeah, totally. People are definitely starting to hear more about it, um, and and book their trips around it and build it into their trips. Like uh, it's starting to become, okay, well we don't make it. We don't make dining reservations on Tuesday and Wednesday because we're going to eat around the world. And and that's exactly what they do. They go to the food and wine festival, spend two days trying everything from the booths, maybe hitting a couple seminars. And it is becoming something people are building into their trips. Definitely.
0: And the reason why I wanted to have you come on, other than just I love talking about food with you at Walt Disney World, <laughs> because I could and pretty much do do it every day anyway, is that I think for the Food and Wine Festival, I think you need to prepare. I think like any trip to Walt Disney World, this is such a big mistake that people who haven't been before, haven't been a long time make is they don't necessarily prepare or prepare enough because it's not like going to your local amusement park. Well, I think in order to get the most out of food and wine, your, in, your experience will be much better for you and the people in your group or whoever it may be if you prepare, if you sort of know what to expect before you get there and start thumbing through the guidebook saying, how am I going to eat and go to seminars and see the concerts and go here and go there? Because I think there's a lot, too, that people don't even know is part of this festival. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And the thing is, they keep adding more and more to this festival. And it is huge. It is either one of or the biggest food and wine festival of its kind in the world. It is absolutely massive. 46 days. You don't ever see a a food and wine festival that long and that has this level of depth to it. And the problem also is because people are hearing about it a lot of those events a lot of those special events that are really fun to do are selling out early like selling out the first day they become available months in advance of the festival and so the the smartest thing to do is find out about what's happening early so you're not you know so you're not sidetracked or or Blindsided when you get there and say, "Oh, I'd love to attend that." Oh, wait, it's sold out. Or, "Oh, I'd love to attend that, but unfortunately, I made I made plans to do something else." Um, you know, there's there's ways to learn about what's happening at the festival before you get there and build that into your trip and make those plans early.
0: Yeah, and because I, I think a lot of people think they think the food and wine festival, all they see and hear about are the different kiosks and the food offerings, and they don't realize until after it's too late what else they could have experienced. To your point, excuse me, about the size of the festival, there are more than 76 different types of international food, sort of that little tapas appetizer size portions. 1,200 beer and wine seminars, often with complimentary samples, for whatever it's worth. Uh, There's 160 uh, celebrity chefs, 300 wine and beer, uh, there's 300 different wine and beer seminars. Um, What else? 138 Eat to the Beat concerts. We'll get to that as well, too. Um, and tons and tons of delicious food. But let's talk a little bit about some of those other things that I think people don't realize. In addition to the tasting booths, there are these signature events like Party for the Senses. There are other low-cost or no-cost events and demonstrations. There's a festival uh, center, the Eat to the Beat concerts we'll talk about. There's also a whole other aspect that we should touch on too, which are the associated disney marathon disney endurance events but i want to start at the beginning right uh and for me the beginning usually is the first kiosk in sight but maybe for other people (laughs) it should be the festival center which is over at the old wonders of life pavilion in future world tell us a little bit about what people can find there and maybe why they should go there first especially if they've never been before
1: Yeah, so the Festival Center is in the big gold dome over there in the Wonders of Life Pavilion, and uh, that becomes the – basically the – the place to find out any information you need about the food and wine festival. You can do it there. So if you have any questions, that's where you're going to be able to get your answers. Um, the food and wine festival center has an info, you know, an info area where you can ask your questions. They also house a lot of the seminars that happen during the festival over there. They've got a little cafe where you can purchase some wine and some snackies. And they also have a wine shop where you can purchase the wines that are being, um, discussed during the festival or, or or sold during the festival. Uh they have all of the festival merchandise you can find in there along with other fun food merchandise, types of things. And um you know, it's just a little hubbub of information and cool stuff. They've got some some free exhibits, free with Epcot admission, of course, but free for you know all intents and purposes, and and um, some free seminars as well that are taking place there. Um, so that's the place to start if you want to find out when your favorite chef is going to be there, if you want to find out what's going on today or tomorrow, and you haven't you haven't pre-planned or you haven't looked at anything before you get there. That's where you want to go to start. Which is interesting because a lot of people think that the Food and Wine Festival is all all in the world showcase, when really the Food and Wine Festival happens all over Walt Disney World, there are there are Food and Wine Festival events that happen all over Walt Disney World. So head over to Future World and into that uh, into that pavilion, and it it opens at nine a.m. with the rest of Future World. So you can kind of head over there and get your bearings before those booths open at eleven.
0: And there's two things that I would suggest. Uh, we'll, we'll hit some tips, I guess. <clears throat> excuse me, along the way too. But there's two things I would suggest getting there in addition to any event tickets that you want uh a you could pick up a world showcase marketplace passport and the other thing i would also this is a huge tip i'm sure you agree is it may not be the most fashionable thing for us guys but get your festival themed gift card i guess you call it a wristlet i don't i don't know what you actually call it (laughs) but it's a small i guess listen i'm you know i watch I actually don't watch any fashion shows. Um, <laughs> it's sort of a, it's a, on like a little rubber or slinky thing that fits around. You. It's a gift card on your wrist is basically where it is. <laughs> it's a small square. Instead of reaching in and out of your wallet, 16, 1700 times a day, like I normally do during food and wine festival, you can preload this gift card with any denomination that you want. I think there's maybe a $10 or $20 minimum on it. And, you put it on the gift card. This way, when you get right up to the kiosks, you just sort of stick out your wrist and let them, and let them swipe your card.
1: Totally. it's a, And plus, what's good about that, too, is if you are going to be drinking as you go <laughs> around the festival, sometimes it's really nice to, A, not have to fumble with, you know, holding food and getting your wallet out and everything, and B you only put so much on that card so you can't kind of keep spending um after you've hit what what you wanted to spend but just so people know those gift cards are very useful because they do just fit around your wrist. It's very easy to pay with those. But also, those are just standard Disney gift cards. So if you can also use any standard Disney gift card that you have, um, or that you purchase elsewhere, you can use that at the festival too. So um, if you want to use a gift card of any kind, you can you know you can either use the wristlet or any other Disney gift card. But those are really helpful. Those are those have become really handy, and I think people really enjoy using those.
0: And if for some strange reason you actually have any money left on that card at the end of the food and wine festival it is a regular Disney gift card so you can use it for food elsewhere on property or merchandise or, or whatever you need so and you can you refill can it right you can refill you can also refill the card as I am usually yeah. want to do by kiosk number three I'm, I'm refilling the card up again <laughs> loading it with money again
1: you can if you happen to put too much money on the card I'm sure that you can find Lou or myself <laughs> and we will be happy to help you empty the money that you put on that card
0: <laughs> usually we're sort of camped out by one of the kiosks with a little sign that says we'll work for food so. uh, that's right <laughs> Exactly, and we will, and we do We will, absolutely, listen you know, that's what you do, right? You work for food. We do
1: work for food.
0: <laughs> we were just saying, you know, AJ's worst day ever. How bad could it possibly be? Oh, my God. I got I didn't get my reservation for 515. It was for 530 instead. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So we
0: talked okay. about the, uh, you know, the, the basics of going there at the beginning. But for people who have been to the festival before, we, you know, you said how it, it's growing. It's getting bigger and I think better each year. Let's talk about a couple of things That are new this year for people that uh, either whether it's your first time or you've never been there before, because as we were talking about things at the marketplace, I was thinking about a few of the new things that are going to be there as well as uh, around the uh, World Showcase as well, too. So let's talk about a couple of things maybe that are going to be at um, at the Festival Center and then some of the other new things that are sort of uh, notable that are coming to the 2012 Food and Wine Festival.
1: 2012. Um, so the new the, the new things at the festival, and these are always good. If you're a veteran food and wine festivaler, um, you always want to know what are they what are they introducing. This year they aren't introducing as much as they have in the past, but there are a few good things coming over at the festival center um you the the probably the most exciting there's two kind of exciting things happening the first is that Ghirardelli is having an exhibit this year for the first time so that means you get to go learn all about how chocolate is made and they also will have um samples that you can uh, like drinking chocolate and other chocolate samples that you can purchase. I would not be surprised if they had a couple of free samples going on over there, but I haven't heard anything definite. So that's a good um, exhibit to go to. Your kids will probably love that one.
0: By the way, you did you did just say drinking chocolate. Like drinking Like a chocolate. liquid candy bar. <laughs> like.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I think that, that that's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to try that. Cause you know, I I was in Spain once and I ordered a hot chocolate in Spain and I I was shocked to find that when I ordered a hot chocolate in Spain, it was essentially this, basically a melted dark chocolate candy bar in, in a in a teeny tiny tiny cup. And it was so incredible. And they give you like the stick of sugar to put in it to make it even sweeter. It was amazing. And so ever since I had that, I was like, yes, if you have any sort of chocolate that is drinkable, give that to me. I will have that, please. (laughs) Um, So I'm excited to head over to to that Ghirardelli exhibit. Um, Also new at the uh, festival center this year. Um, every year they have that, like I mentioned, that little wine shop where they sell the wines that are being um, that are being touted at the festival that year. And this year they have uh, three, I think three or four times a day, they will be having wine tastings there that are going to be complimentary wine tastings. Um, I think the goal is for people to try different wines to determine which one they want to buy a bottle of. So it's not just like free wine, it's actually that you need to you need to be thinking you're probably going to buy something as a result of it. But I think that'll be really helpful to a lot of guests who maybe went to a wine seminar or went to a food and wine pairing earlier in the week, um, couldn't remember which wine they liked the best, and so um, you know possibly that might be part of a tasting that you can you can try them all again and decide which bottle you want to
0: you want to bring home with you.
1: So I think that's going to be really really nice.
0: I'm so excited. It it literally is like Christmas Eve for me. Um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, the marketplaces and what's coming there new as well too. Again, when you talk about the, the marketplaces, there are 29 30 somewhere around there by the time you get to 29 it, it doesn't really matter. They all sort of blend in. <laughs> um, let's t- we'll talk about the marketplaces individually a little bit too, but tell me about some of because the, there's a couple of of notable new additions this year.
1: There are, Lou, I'm I'm excited about these. There are two new um booths and they always surprise us with new booths. They always throw a couple of new ones in there. This year, the two new ones um well the first one's called Terra, T E R R A, and it is an all vegan booth. So all the food there is vegan and organic i think i don't even know if it's organic but it's at least vegan which means there's no meat or animal products happening at all in that booth so that's the first one
0: which i think a lot of people by the way are very very excited about because i know listen we we talk about how no place is as accommodating to special needs and dietary requirements as walt disney world is but in the past for food and wine festival it has been uh, challenging for some people to find things that they could eat, especially if they were looking for vegan. Certainly if, if, um, if there are ways that the chefs are able to accommodate, you know, allergies, they'll work for it. But the fact that they have a dedicated uh, vegetarian and vegan booth, I, I think, is really going to make a lot of people very, very happy and give them a much better experience there as well, too.
1: I think so too. And for the past two years, they have been um, showing you on the menus at the booths, they've been showing you a little, there's a little V next to the ones that are vegetarian, but they haven't been indicating which ones are specifically vegan. And um, really there haven't been many. I think last year there was one vegan item. Um, And so this year to have an entire booth that's dedicated to vegan, vegan food, I think that'll be fantastic. And they really are you know at this i am seeing a lot more vegetarian items popping up at the booths as well at this point every single booth has at least one vegetarian item possibly two um so it's it's becoming much more vegetarian friendly the festival is so i think Terra will be really interesting i'm also intrigued by the the um the concept art for this booth it's going to be different from anything they've ever done before it's mm-hmm. got it's got like two stories have you seen the concept art for
0: this? i have it's very sort of modern <laughs> Funky contemporary looking.
1: (laughs) It's like an apartment building in like (laughs) Soho or something. They've got like grass growing on the top. It's really intriguing. I I wonder I'm I can't wait to see it. I think it'll be fun to take a look at. Um but something that I that I I I love mentioning to people is that the even the wines here are supposed to be vegan. And I had no idea that you could have a non vegan wine. (laughs) The wines here are vegan, Uh, which I was very impressed by. And they're
0: organic and sustainable, and I don't really know what that means. But uh, the thing that intrigued me about this many, though, they're going to have a dairy-free, lactose-free berry smoothie.
1: Right. How do you do that?
0: I have no idea. I'm going to try it just because I need to know what it's made of.
1: I'm Well, it's it's called Silk, and I'm wondering if they have, like, soy milk. Uh,
0: Oh, there you go.
1: Is that dairy free and lactose free? Yes. I'm, I'm very bad, <laughs> very bad at that stuff. I don't ever know. So I think it's, I think it's going to be soy milk that they are using in there. But um, I will tell you, I had the chance to try one of the items at Terra. is is called Chili Colorado, and they have house made chips and cashew cheese, which is what? actually it was like a cheese sauce made out of cashews. Um, and it's uh, this is made with gardein, uh, a product that a, a meatless product called Card- gardein, and they're beef tips, basically like vegan beef tips, pretty much. Um, and I had a chance to try it at the Food and Wine Festival preview, uh, Tables in Wonderland dinner, and this was pretty good. Like I was impressed by it. I, I, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a weird texture, wasn't weird flavors. It actually tasted quite good. So I have high hopes for this particular.
0: Boost. it actually sounds like it's healthy too so if i go there (laughs) and eat it it may not be but i'm that's the fantasy world i want to live in that i'm going to try the non-meat chili and i'm intrigued by the cashew cheese
1: i know i think i'm going to ask for extra cashew cheese on mine because i couldn't quite get a taste i couldn't like taste it i tried i tried to get a little bit of my fork and taste it but i couldn't really get the flavor so i'm going to ask for an extra side of cashew cheese
0: we'll see (laughs) Oh, <laughs> awesome. All right. There's a um there's another new um marketplace that's gonna be here as well too for friends and fans and locals of Florida.
1: <laughs> Florida. But only friends and fans and locals, <laughs> that's Only it. friends,
0: fans and locals, which is basically everybody.
1: Nobody else can go there.
0: <laughs> um
1: No, I think this is a cool booth. This is now they had a Florida, they had a Florida esque um, thing a few years ago, but this is, this is considered an entirely new booth. Um, it's Florida local focus. So it's, it's kind of like a farm to market or farm to table kind of feel. Um, so it'll, it, the, the concept art for the booth looks kind of like a, a, a farmer's market basically. Um, and so what you're going to have here is there's, there's shrimp ceviche, uh, using Florida shrimp, of course. Um, uh, white corn arepa with mangalitsa pork. Wait, don't, um, don't
0: wait! Don't rush past the ceviche. Oh, sorry. <laughs> There's all, and all, and wait, because the picture on your site is I'm drooling. It has fire roasted vegetables and crispy plantains. Crispy sign plantain. me up, sister.
1: All right, I'll sign you up. <laughs> you, you don't have it. to actually That's...
0: sign up, but sign me up because I want to go anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lou's name is on the <laughs> sign-up list, wherever that is. Um, so I think, yeah, a lot of people are really excited about that dish. Um, so they had a shrimp ceviche a couple years ago at where? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, One of the it was booths,
0: um, Venezuela it was Arge- or Argentina or
1: Argentina. I think that that's what was in my head too, Lou. So I think that's right. Um, I don't know why I'm
0: pointing to the left as if you could see me, but it was over there.
1: <laughs> <It> was over <laughs> Yeah, there, I know so exactly there. where the booth was at that time. They had sh- they had shrimp ceviche for a couple of years in a row, and it was a huge seller. So I think that I think that this will be too. And it's healthy now-
0: because it's shrimp and vegetables and Come on. plantains. So More and the cilantro, cilantro. It's like nature's cleanser it just clears all the calories out (laughs) oh dear
1: (laughs) that's probably why i hate cilantro (laughs) because it's cleansing me somehow it's cleansing all the calories Uh, so no so that that's exciting now i'm excited to try they have key lime key lime or key lime wine um at this particular and i've never had that before so i don't know if that's supposed to be i think
0: there's a research trip in our future
1: I think so. I think so. But they've also got a couple of good local beers from the Florida Beer Company at this uh, at this booth. They have Florida White Sangria, which you know, put put my name my name on the sign up list for that. I'm excited about the sangria. So, um I think I think Florida will be a um a very popular booth as well.
0: Yeah. And you know, you actually make a a, a quick aside. We talk about it being food and wine and, and there's wine pairings and wine seminars. You know, there's a lot of beer pairings and beer seminars and specialty beers that are brought in as well too so if wine's not your thing if you're a beer guy or girl then there's a lot for you here as well too
1: there really is they started this about a few years ago um during the this is the 17th annual festival and at the 15th annual festival they had a new booth called 15 beers for 15 years And I'll tell you that place was so popular. And since then, they've had a craft beer booth every year. Last year and this, and it's back again this year. And they're bringing more more beers to the booth themselves. They're like you said, they're adding beers to the um, to the uh, out to the what what are they called? Beverage seminars and to a lot of the pairings as well. So they're really starting to recognize here. Uh, and sake as well. You're, you're see, starting to see a lot of sake at some of the booths too. So they're really trying to bring in um, different types of alcohol. So it's not just wine um, and, and lots of different things to try.
0: Yeah. And, and I like the uh, – I, I really enjoy sake. So I'm interested mm-hmm. in sort of um, expanding my sake palate as it were.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just
0: looking for an excuse to try sake. Um, yeah. So, all right, let's go back to, very quickly, a couple of the other new things as well, too, because, again, for those of us who are veterans, and look, I, I didn't get this, you know, this body's all natural. I worked for this during the <laughs> Food and Wine Festival. Uh, there are some new menu items as well, too. There's a lot, but there's a few that I noticed and I know you had highlighted on your blog that definitely piqued my interest as well, too. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about some things at the Cheese booth. There's some new... Um, Uh, New cheese is there too, but there's a new Nesquik, like the little bunny (laughs) Nesquik smoothie at the Desserts and Champagne booth.
1: Okay, what are they actually calling it right now? Is
0: it the um, Nesquik froth?
1: It's Okay, they're calling it a foam right now. They started calling it a froth. They were calling it a froth at the beginning, and I'm so glad they – get away from the froth because that just sounds horrible to me. <laughs> now they're calling it a foam. Um, so I'm intrigued to see what this is going to be too. I will tell you that there's something at that booth that I'm very, very excited about and it's not the Nesquik foams. <laughs> Although I think your kids will love those and they'll probably be very, very good. But uh, I, I, I think people are skeptical about the foams and the froths. You know, well, maybe maybe that's just me. <laughs> well,
0: what I think this... this uh, what this represents, and again, you know, I think when you see the, the Nest Quick smoothies, you're probably thinking it's more for the kids. But there are a lot of family-friendly and kid-friendly. And look, people, a lot of people don't want to drink alcohol. There are a yep. lot of different options for them as well, too, beyond just sodas and water. And I really like the fact that they're adding this as well, too, because now you can have a non-alcoholic pairing, as it were.
1: Absolutely, and they're really trying to bring to, to make that um, happen more and more often. To have some non-alcoholic things at the at the booths, because you're right, it's not just the kids. There's plenty of people. I get I get emails all the time from people who say, you know, what can I drink when I'm at the festival? I don't I don't drink alcohol, or I'm pregnant, or whatever. I don't want to drink alcohol. So, what can I do? And they're they're making it. Um, They're making a lot more options available right now.
0: Yeah. And I would love to ideally see, you know, especially things like the frozen drinks. You know, when I was talking about it during Flower and Garden, they had that um, the Haiti kiosk and they had this delicious frozen coconut rum drink, which was phenomenal. But by the sixth one, it started to take (laughs) its toll. So Uh, I would have loved if they had a non-alcoholic option as well, too.
1: No, they had the hibiscus lemonade at that Haiti booth, which was out of this world, and it did not have alcohol in it, to my knowledge. Maybe it did. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm spouting off my mouth, and I and I and I can't back it up. I've got to go look at my post about it again. Um, but that was that was a fun booth. I thought that they were going to have Haiti at the festival this uh, year I because thought so, they too. But that booth was just the Caribbean booth that was revamped. They just put a new sign on the caribbean i don't
0: care you just keep bringing out (laughs) coconut (laughs) drinks and delicious food and i'll line up for it
1: i know that was a really fun addition i thought that was nice but going back to the desserts and champagne booth, the thing i am super excited about that i can recommend because i've tried it is the dark chocolate mousse with chili and salted caramel it is so off the charts delicious like Oh my goodness, I couldn't believe it when I tasted it. And I am just going to line up. I'm gonna tell them don't even give me the panna cotta and the lemon custard. Just give me more of that.
0: I'm chocolate shaking mousse. my head and making the yummy face like it is a, really I don't
1: even like chocolate mousse. I think chocolate mousse is the most boring dessert on the planet. But with that chili and salted caramel, wow, it is amazing. Oh my
0: God. I'm st- I wanted to get online. Okay. All right. So speaking of wait, speaking of new. And yummy. So when you think of Canada, you normally think of La Cellier. When you think of La Cellier, you think of, my God, how come I can't get a reservation? But then you probably think of things like cheddar cheese soup. But there's new stuff coming to the marketplace this year, which I think is going to make this very popular booth even more popular than it was in the past. And it was very popular.
1: Book your spot in line for Canada now because – you're gonna have to pay people to even get into line. I think it's gonna be so popular because, you know, every year they have the 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 winding um, line for Canada. You know they you know how they sometimes have to like wind the the line thing at, like the airport line out further right. for those for those booths that are popular. Like Ireland always has the airport line winding out. So Canada is gonna get even more popular this year because what they did was they got rid of the salmon. Salmon is gone this year. They have replaced it with that mushroom filet from La Salle that everybody absolutely adores. Oh, so <laughs> at this point, you can get at that booth everything that I order at La Salle anyway. So <laughs> I'm just going to go and just buy everything there like six times over. Because
0: that, uh, that's a place where that, like you can go and just make that your meal. Cheddar cheese soup, the mushroom filet – and the spicy chicken sausage with the polenta, just so good.
1: Which is, so oh, good. That's which is always good. spicier at the festival than it is in the actual restaurant, which I love. So it's it's incredible. It's going to be an incredible booth, and you know, people might people might put me down because I, you know, I just love that stuff. That's so uber popular, but it's popular for a reason. That stuff's delicious. So I will be in line. Oh yes. I will be in line,
0: and I agree with you that all they need to do now is add the poutine or poutine. Oh, oh, oh my gosh! Come right? On. Just, just I would. I would, I would doctor, literally. I would pitch a tent mind. out front, and I would never move.
1: Do, me, did I say that out loud, or did you just read my mind? They need to add the poutine to the <laughs> to the to the booth because they really do. I might. Oh. I love poutine. Uh, I don't care. I don't care what incarnation of poutine. If you give me fries and gravy and cheese. I was going to say,
0: in New Jersey, we used to call them disco fries. But the real poutine, the way, you know, with it's sort of the potatoes with the gravy and the real cheese curd on top. It's awesome.
1: How could that not be good? Like, why would you not like that? It's
0: the perfect food. Really? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's healthy because you've got the potato group and the cheese group, <laughs> the cheese and, group. and the the gravy group.
1: <laughs> exactly. All you're missing is the chocolate group, which you can just have later. Oh, I am excited about Canada, but I do I do warn you. I warn y'all that that line is going to be uh, that that line's going to be crazy.
0: Yeah. So well and well look, there, there's always a few that you know are going to be um you know we're going to be very long. You know you know that the Ireland is going to be long because of the fisherman's pie. Yep. You know the line to get um, Belgian waffles is yep. going to be long all day, every day. Yeah. Um, what are a couple of other super popular ones or your favorites or a couple of maybe don't miss it. Do not leave Epcot. Do not pass go until you try X. Okay, and you going so to say one, everything because that's how I feel,
1: <laughs> and I know it's so true. The other ones that are going to have those airport winding horrible, I, I like to call them the um, the journey into your imagination in the '80s outdoor <laughs> lot winding lines because you remember you remember those lines those those are so bad oh so those lines are. Um, going to be a germany germany is always an extremely long line also mexico because mexico's the often the first booth that people get to when they come over from uh future world so mexico and also has really good food so mexico is going to be a long line too um and this goes this goes this leads us to a little tip uh if you are coming over from future world go to way to the back go all the way to the back and start at the back don't start at the same booth that everybody else is starting with so either head to your right because most people head to their left or go way which is not usually what happens but in this particular case people head to their left or go way to the back and start at some of the booths in the back but um but so those wait until
0: are- aj and i get there first and then you can go in the back <laughs>
1: sorry <laughs> right. we'll we'll be there anyway because we'll have popped our tent outside of Canada with our little poutine signs bring the poutine but uh, another one that's pretty popular um let's see we said Ireland Italy will probably be popular again this year um just looking through here beef empanada.
0: beef empanadas in Argentina'm I'm, I'm a fan
1: Argentina has good Always and, oh, has the good beef food. Chur- oh,
0: with the chimichurri sauce? I don't know what I'm making the exactly. chimichurri face and hand movements like. You're like making a actually-
1: chimichurri face, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. And the boniato puree, which nobody knows what that is, and they still don't know what it is after like four years of it being there. But it's excellent. So – and food on a stick. It's, a, it's food on a stick. How food can you not stick? want that? So I think that one will be popular as well. Um, China always has a long, long line. So look out for that. Japan is changing things up big time this year. Japan's got almost an entirely different menu this year than it has for the past couple of years. So that one might be a, sur- a surprise long line. So there's just and, and of course you know I always mention the that um, griddled cheese over in the grease uh, the grease booth oh, the Greek yeah. booths, which you know cheese and honey and pistachios. What's what's wrong with that? So. That's a good one too.
0: I'm trying to think what else. You know, the um they used to do at New Zealand, it used to be a, a slider, but now they have the lamb meatballs. Yeah. Those have a nice little zip to it as well, too. Yeah. Um hmm.
1: and the scallop is back there, I think, right?
0: Yeah. Scallop. Obviously, yeah, lobster pie. You gotta also you have to get the warm lava cake too, as long as you're gonna as, as you be there in Ireland. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: a couple of things that that are going to be crowded all the time are the beer. Any any beer related booths, so the craft beer booth, the Brewers Collection booth, and the Hops and Barley booth. Those three are going to probably have lines because um, they are they are beer focused. So you're gonna you're gonna always run into some crowds there too.
0: And I think um, last year was Hawaii's first year, right? Wasn't it? that It was a new. Yep. Yep. The the kalua pork slider With yeah. the pineapple chutney The tuna pokey And if it's your thing The seven tiki mai tai There's yeah. a nice little lunch right there That tuna pokey <laughs> right They could just give me a vat of that If I could order it by the vat That's how I would eat it
1: Isn't it beautiful? It's so beautiful don't take. I don't, I don't, take, look, I don't at.
0: look at it long enough to. It doesn't last <laughs> that long You assume that I have actually time <laughs> to look at my food before I inhale it
1: That's true, that's true <laughs> You don't get to know it. But uh, no, the, Hawaii is very popular. And uh, and people loved those pork sliders last year with, with good reason. They were very good. So I think that those are going to be popular again. And I like Australia too. Australia's got some great some great
0: options. I was waiting for you to give me your shrimp on the Barbie, you know, accent. Yeah. But I, no, well, I'm not, right. uh-uh. not going to do it. What I would suggest though as a tip, if it's your first time or if it's your not your first time, and you sort of like going back – to the same things or the same things, I think the best part about the Food & Wine Festival is because all of these uh, portions are appetizer size. They run probably between maybe 3 and $8 or so. You've got such a great opportunity to expand your palate, expand your culinary horizons, as I like to say, and try new things. What's the worst you're going to be out? Three bucks and then me and AJ will finish it anyway so it won't go to waste. <laughs> You can really get out there and say, you know what? I'm going to go to South Korea and I'm going to try, you know, the pork and kimchi. I'm going to go to South Africa and try something. I'm going to go over to Singapore because these are all flavors. I think that most people aren't going to have access to Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part. And I think you really do learn a lot about a culture and people through their food.
1: Absolutely. And another, uh, you know, I love that you're saying, this. I think it's a great way to learn a little bit more about, um, ethnic foods or unique foods that you might not have a a chance to try in your own hometown, but it's also a great way to introduce your kids to some different foods as well without being out a whole bunch of money. Um, so like take your kids around, let them check out the menus, what looks interesting and then have them pick out a few things to try with you as well. If they don't like it, that's fine. Then you're out like four bucks. Um, and, and you can finish it for them or, you know, like, like Lou said, call us, we'll, we'll finish it. But, um, I think it's, I I love this because I'm a very picky eater. So this gives me the opportunity to kind of explore a little bit as well.
0: So to that point, my next tip, I'm going to (laughs) completely contradict myself because my next tip is to take your kids and also don't take your kids. And what I mean by (laughs) that is this, is don't, I I don't mean duct tape them to the couch because social services told me I'm not allowed to do that anymore. But what I mean by that is, you're right. This is Food and Wine Festival is not an an adults only or strictly an adult oriented event. There are things for kids to do, and there are the kid cut fun stops. There are things that they can go and try, and sometimes there's little exhibits and things like that that they can do. So I think there is a great opportunity for them to explore and enjoy and learn and do something together, fun as a family, sampling stuff whether you love it, whether you hate it, whatever it may be. It's part of the adventure that Walt Disney World brings you. And what I mean by don't take your kids is that you also have a great opportunity if you have kids for date night. You know, you don't have to go out and make reservations at a super expensive sit-down restaurant. You can sort of just make such a wonderful night out of wandering the promenade and trying some of the different marketplace items, going to some of the seminars, trying some of the wines, going to an Eat to the Beat concert and then watching Illuminations at night. Like that's a great evening. For not a lot of money and really, really, if you're, if, if you're in the doghouse, guys, this is a good way to sort of make it up and get some good food along the way. Not speaking <laughs> from experience yet.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, we actually have in, in our guide to the 2012 Epcot food and wine festival, we've got a few touring strategies that we put at the end for people who are there for only one day or are there for two days. We actually have a touring strategy if you're with your kids. Um, so it'll kind of help you guide or or plan ahead. If you're going to bring your kids to the festival with you, here are some ways that you can approach that situation. We also have, um, what we call we have a bunch of what we call booth crawls, which are um, themed um, a bunch of themed menu items that you can kind of smoosh together and have make a fun day out of. And we have a kids' booth crawl with some with some menu items at some of those booths that we think will be particularly appealing to the kiddos. So that will be fun for them to have their very own booth crawl where they can go and try some of those foods. So there's lots to do with kids, but I agree 100% um, that if you'd rather you know, leave them at home or drop them off at a kids club and take your time and enjoy the festival just just with an adult, you know, focus um with just just your your partner or your friends. It can be such a fun time. And I agree, it's not that expensive. After you pay for admission, you can do it very cheaply.
0: And I love the idea of the booth crawls because it's not a drink around the world crawl it's not a you know see let's do a shot from every con uh, unless that's you know unless you want to and yes there's a beer crawl and there's we do have a beer crawl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're But no it's, We're it's not meant to be a you know a beer funnel at everything it's sort of sampling some of the different flavors of beer and the styles of beer and whatever it may be yep. but there's a seafood crawl and there's a dessert crawl and a cheese crawl a vegetarian crawl which which i like that you threw in that yes you can do a cocktail crawl um the one that you have in there that I think is interesting is something like a continent crawl because if you are drinking while you're doing it, and you're like, "Come on, of course, Morocco's from South America." It'll be interesting to see how the conversations go where people are trying to <laughs> the, do the geography while they're doing the drinking as well, too.
1: I I know, I think it will be too. I think a lot of people will somehow think that Hawaii is its own continent right. and things like that. Um, but no, I, I love these crawls. I think they're so much fun. Of course we have a cheese crawl in there because that's one of my favorite things to eat ever is cheese and and um we also have in here adjust the new stuff crawl. So if you if you've been to the festival lots and lots of times and, and you've eaten all that food all the all that booth stuff before, we've got a crawl for you that only has, has you trying the things that are brand new to the festival this year, um, which is, I think, awesome. I can't wait to do that one. And like I said, we have the kids crawl, the stuff for the kids. Um, so there's lots of, lots of interesting and fun. And if, if, if you're going for the first time and you just want to eat what everybody else loves, we have a food and wine classics crawl. So things that are you know, tried and true, proven, you know that people are going to love – you're going to love these because everyone else has
0: loved them before. See, i just been doing it wrong. I do a walkabout every year where we just eat everything from every kiosk. <laughs>
1: so. well, how is that wrong? Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> In what way is that wrong? How
0: could something so wrong feel so right?
1: <laughs> exactly. That's what I do the first day. I go I go everywhere because, you know, I like to get all those pictures up on the site. But I, I eat everything that first day and then I just kind of like pass out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then I get up the next day and I do it again.
0: We have the electroshock panels by booth 20, and then we sort of resuscitate <laughs> ourselves and keep moving forward. So,
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: All right, I, I need to quickly touch on a couple of things because, you know, we've talked so much about the marketplace because for a lot of people, that's where they go. But when we talk about things like opportunity for education and to learn and to really sort of uh, expand their their love of food, there are so many different special events and signature uh, events as well, too. And we could spend an entire show just going through the seminars and the demonstrations and the activities and the events, but sort of briefly touch on the different types that are out there and how people can book them and uh, what they can sort of look forward to doing because it's one of those things where you probably want to, but you cannot do it all.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I like to think of the festival in – budget areas. So if you really don't, if you don't want to spend a lot of money, stick to those world showcase booths. Those are great. Um, those are a great way to be kind of kind of introduce your wallet to the festival. Uh, (laughs) Um, but something else that's very low cost that people are surprised about and I think are the best value at the food and wine festival are the low cost seminars. There's beverage seminars and there's culinary demonstrations and there's also mixology seminars. These happen several times per day at the festival center. They showcase, um, it's either going to be like a wine tasting with three separate wines, a mixology seminar where you learn to mix three different recipes of drinks, or um a culinary demo where a chef is up there actually creating a dish and you get to try that dish along with a wine pairing. So these are about 45 minutes. They cost um between nine and fourteen dollars each uh per person, which is not a lot of money for a Disney event of any kind. Um and so that's a great way to kind of go and explore something that you maybe wouldn't have done before and wouldn't have tried before. Uh, Um, What I also love about these is that a lot of celebrity chefs, and we're talking big celebrities, we're talking Robert Irvine and Kat Cora, Andrew Zimmer, and the people that you see on Food Network every day, a lot of these chefs are there doing these seminars, and it's a great way to see your, you know, your favorite chef from TV. Cause there's really only about a hundred people that are allowed in each seminar. Um, so you're up close, you're personal, you're tasting something that they've made and that they're showing you how to make it. You get the recipe and you might even be able to meet them afterwards. There's often meet and greets after those seminars. So it's a great, great value. It's a good deal. And it's a lot of fun and kids are allowed in those things too. So bring your kids and they can, they can, you know, taste the food and watch the show and, and learn a lot about cooking and food as well. It's very, these are, Great deals.
0: Yeah, they show you how to. They'll show you how to cook. AJ and I will show you how to eat.
1: (laughs) That's right. Our own specialties. So, if you want to go a step up. In the budget department, they have other special events that are in the fifty dollars to hundred dollars range per person, and these include cheese seminars where you get to taste and learn about different cheeses from around the country. There's wine schools where you actually learn a little, a little bit. You get a little more in depth about um, wine tasting. They have chocolate seminars where you can learn and taste, um, learn about and taste lots of different types of chocolate and forms of chocolate. Um, they also have Uh, Again, they they bring the celebrity chefs in so you can have um – there's a couple of other events that include celebrity chefs, like Sweet Sundays, where they make multiple desserts for you. Um, and, and so there's 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 lots of opportunities. And, and also, I guess we should talk about the food and wine pairings in here. There are several food and wine pairings around the world showcase that are really it's enough food to be a full meal. It's several courses um, of of tapa size portions, and then accompanying beers or or wines or beverages. And so those are really really fun and and worth trying. And they've got lots of different – we can't possibly talk about them all here. They're all in the book. They're all on the blog. Um, You can see all of the things that are possible to try. And then if you want to take it one more step up, they've got what they call um, – there's two things in this echelon. Uh, One is the signature dinners where, again, usually a celebrity chef or or an extremely accomplished chef will – create an entire meal for you and maybe 40 or 50 of your peers, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and and they will create an entire meal for you. These often happen around Walt Disney World at at different signature restaurants in Walt Disney World. And then there's also something called Party for the Senses, oh, yeah. which is on Saturday evenings. And this is where um, a, a, a lot of the chefs and the wineries and the breweries that have been exhibiting at the festival that week come on that Saturday. And the guests basically get a free-for-all, get to go around and try all these different foods. There's great entertainment from Lanuba And it's just an incredible evening of of trying lots of new stuff and eating as much as you want.
0: Parting for the senses is one of the things that I think that you need to sort of circle because if you really are you need I think you need to really be or want to be a a lover of food to to go because it's in the World Showplace where the old Millennium Village used to be so you're in a venue that you don't normally get to go. Mm -hmm. It's limited as far as the number of tickets, so it's not an incredibly overcrowded event. But it's a party. I mean, it truly is a party with Cirque du Soleil there. I think there's, what, 25, 27 different stations there as well, too. Mm -hmm. There's a Wine View Lounge if you really want to plus it up. It's $145 per person. Um, There's also a reserved seating option. I know they added this year for Mm -hmm. $170. And then Wine View Lounge is is $100 more. And while $145 per person sounds like a a lot, if you want to do something really special, again, guys, the Get Out of the Doghouse Pass, this is a lot of fun to do either as a couple, as a family, as a group of friends. I went last year with a bunch of people. We just had a blast. Uh, it lasts a few hours. I felt it was well worth the 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 $145 per ticket. And again, um, unlimited food, just being able to sort of camp out in front of some of your favorite kiosks with chefs from restaurants around Walt Disney World, whether it's jico boma california grill whatever it may be was just it was exceptional it was exceptional specialty cocktails you name it it was it's uh it's really something that if you have the opportunity to do i highly recommend
1: yep it's 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 an outstanding opportunity and and people really, people really anticipate it. These sell out very. You know, we talked. we were talking earlier about things that sell out rapidly. These party for the senses really do sell out quickly. So that's that's another reason to plan ahead and know where you want to go and where you want to be before you get to Disney World, because those tickets will be gone if you if you try to book them when you're when you get down there.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, AJ, believe it or not, there, there's actually so much more um, that food and wine has to it, and and. <laughs> you know, I will shamelessly plug the book because you point out some of the things, whether it's uh, something as simple as the details they add to the train town in Germany to, I mean, look, the E to the B concert series. This is one of the things that I think so many people overlook that included with your admission to Epcot, there are on most nights through um, the Food and Wine I think actually, I think every night during Food and Wine Festival, there is a concert from, and this is where I'm going to show how old I am, a lot of uh, groups from the 80s and the 90s, so you've got Night Ranger, Sugar Ray, Starship, Boys to Men, Smash Mouth, Air Supply, I'm not going to start singing, Survivor, The Pointer Sisters. (laughs) I was going to start singing, are we not allowed to start singing? You can sing, I'll eat. (laughs) Um, Dennis DeYoung from Styx. Come I'm gonna on. get out there and do come on, man. If he belts out Mr. Roboto, I'm gonna do my my best, but and by best I mean worst robot. <laughs> and big bad voodoo daddy always closes out uh, food and wine festival too.
1: Fabulous band. Yeah. Fabulous band. So, i saw them in saw them in, in concert back in the 90s. Fabulous band. Howard Jones, how can you beat Howard Jones? Yeah. Billy Howard Ocean. Jones. Come on, Billy Ocean.
0: Oh, I I almost started singing Caribbean Queen. But I get out of I, my dream get
1: into the car. <laughs> who doesn't love that song? Yeah, there's a couple of new folks here this year too. Smash Mouth is brand new um, this year. For those of you, you know, you kids of the 90s, Smash Mouth, I think they were in the 90s, weren't they? they were in the 2000s. Uh, the,
0: 90s, the oh my God. <laughs> it's probably the 2000s that we just dated ourselves. Oh
1: no, I'm, I'm definitely more of the uh, Starship generation. Um, but uh, Dennis DeYoung is new this year. They also have, if you are a... Um, the Voice fan. They have Javier Colon this year, so lots of lots of new folks and returning fantasticness. Pointer Sisters will be there. Oh my God! If you sing, yeah. He's
0: So Shy, I will totally treat you well, to. They will come
1: on. <laughs> no, I, want, saying, I was
0: hoping. I was hoping <laughs> you were going to sing it.
1: <laughs> Maybe after we've gone around the the, the booth. But uh, Hanson's coming back, and Hanson's always long lines to get into Hanson. So. not
0: of those three little kids is that. Is that hands? They're old
1: now. They're all like married and crazy. It's uh, um, it's crazy. It's I'm craziness.
0: <laughs> I am very old.
1: So. <laughs> but anyway. So yeah. So and and um what was I gonna say? I, I think there's there's a couple of special events that would also that will also get you um priority seating at at these um at these concerts, because the concerts can have very, very long lines to get into, so just an FYI on that, they can't. It can be it can be difficult to get in simply because of the lines, and so there are a couple of events at the Food and Wine Festival that do get get you priority seating at, at these, so that's kind of neat too.
0: And that it goes to that point about it really being you know a fun evening with a little bit of food, a little bit of drink, a little bit of music. You have illuminations at the end of the night. Um, you know that that is a good time.
1: Totally. Who does? Ugh, the festival's great.
0: <laughs> I love it. Is it wrong that I want to go every day?
1: I know. You do, <laughs> do want to go every day, don't you? And I, you know, I have to tell you, I'm going to let you in on a secret,
0: Lewis. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm only called Lewis when I'm in trouble, but go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So I actually call the beach club because I stay at the beach club when I go to the festival because it's the closest um, resort to the festival right? Because it's just like a quick little walk into Epcot and back and I go back and forth like a million times during the day. So I actually ask them, there's a, there's a, a particular room that is the closest room to the festival and away. I ask them for that <laughs> <room>. <laughs> so that I can minimize my, my you know, the breadth between me and the festival <laughs> when I am there. So Are you trying can- to say
0: that some evenings the walk back to your room is a little bit more challenging than others?
1: I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying sometimes I sweat through too many t-shirts because it's so hot there <laughs> that I need to change my clothes too often. But uh, no, I, I love it so much and it never gets old and it never gets boring because they always introduce new things and there's no way you can do it all. Even if you're there for a week and a half, you can't do it all. So there's always something to look forward to and something exciting and so i always like to be as close as i can so i can get in there quickly every day
0: (laughs) under the number 1501 it's just gonna say reserved for aj so
1: (laughs) you you know what the room is of course i do (laughs) oh you're in that room aren't you (laughs) yeah it's 1501 at the beach club if you are in it ladies and gentlemen watch your back
0: and Look under the bed because you'll probably AJ probably <laughs> left something there from her last AJ visit.
1: <laughs> AJ will be there. Or I'll at least be on your patio <laughs> knocking on the window. Oh,
0: anyway. God. Yeah. So. Well, so look, you know, there is a lot. And, you know, as long as this segment was, there's still a lot um that we didn't get to cover. I am um uh, I'm not gonna let you shamelessly plug your book because I'm going to shamelessly plug it for you. I will tell you that um As a food person and as a food and wine festival fan, um, I not only found the book fun to read, although frustrating because – so here's – I have a tip for you, all right? I I actually do have something that I think that you may want to think about adding for next year. Uh, So just a suggestion. Take it, leave it, whatever. This is how I think you could make the uh, Disney Food Blog Food and Wine Mini Guide 2013 – even better.
1: Oh, ready? I'm ready. I've got the spreadsheet up. I'm ready.
0: Scratch and sniff. Oh, <laughs> wouldn't that be the greatest? Now, I know it's only digital, but if you could somehow make like smell-o-vision into the <sighs> iPad, that would – because as I'm looking at some of these items, I was just – I was famished.
1: There is an app for that. <laughs> Somebody out there who makes apps, make me a scratch and sniff app. And and go. we're we're gonna we're gonna go to town.
0: No, but I, seriously, it it um it was a fun read because it it's um I love the how you have it laid out. and you cover everything for and one of the things I really found super valuable, and if you've if you have or have not been there before, you've got a, a full schedule of daily events every single day because now you don't have to worry about showing up on Wednesday and seeing what's there. You can really plan ahead of time and plan your day out. And I think that's a really important part if you want to get the most out of food and wine is knowing what's going on that day, planning ahead, knowing where you need to be or reservations you you need to make ahead of time. And you do have things like touring strategies and uh, where to find celebrity chefs. You even have where to find if you're looking for a specific food item or drink item, you have sort of the indexes, indices and locations it's a SAT yep. word indices uh, and locations of where to find it as well.
1: That's right. That's right. I mean, this book. I, honestly, I, I am so proud of this book, and it's we've added um, an entirely new FAQ section. So there's lots of you know there's answers to questions you don't even know you have yet in that FAQ <laughs> section. And I I was telling Lou before before we started um, recording, I. I scurry to finish that daily schedule of events. It's literally all 46 days and everything that's happening on each individual day because I use that in my own planning. I use that when I call Disney to book the events that I'm going to attend at the festival. I use that daily schedule of events because there's nothing else like it anywhere, um, anywhere published. It's just, it's just not out there and it's hugely useful. Very, very helpful. And so I, I told him I would, I buy the book just for that. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
1: so, it's so useful. And so. even if you
0: look, even if you have been to food and wine and festival before, and you think that, you know, it backwards and forwards, like I thought I did, uh, it, there's a lot in here that I think you're going to find very valuable and very fun too. So, um, Totally, totally and we always like
1: to make it we always like to add in plenty of stuff for the folks who have been there every single year for 17 years you know if you've if you've gone to all 16 previous festivals there's still new stuff for you to try that they're just introducing this year and we've got it in here for you in a format that makes it easy for you to just look at the at that that stuff that you want. So I'm, I love this book. This is one of my favorite things that we publish each year and, and I think it's just phenomenally helpful. It's a huge reference and I use it every day when I plan.
0: And you also have some great tips in there as well too and that's how I want to sort of wrap things up. I want to leave people with a couple of tips. I'm probably going to steal some of yours but so let's think about a couple of tips that just uh, on the, the basic surface people need to think about. So for me, gift card, makes your life so much easier. You mentioned it before. You have to give yourself more than one day. You cannot nor should you try and do everything all in one day and pace yourself, kids. Don't do what I do. (laughs) Don't try and eat everything from every kiosk in one sitting. By the time you got to the booth seven, it all just starts tasting the same. You really want to savor and enjoy your food, but I would get there 11 a.m., and I would also just suggest, if you can, go on a weekday. It's going to be a lot less crowded yeah. than it is um, on the weekends. AJ, you and I were talking about this uh, beforehand, offline. If it rains, go. <laughs> because <laughs> it will be a lot less crowded, or it should be anyway, and theoretically. Um, look, once you're wet, you're wet, but you can still, it'll be less crowded, and the, uh, the kiosks are going to be open as well, too.
1: Yep, and just FYI, if it does rain... Just about every store in Disney World sells ponchos and umbrellas. So even if you don't see them, they have them under the counter. So just pop in, get one, and continue eating. <laughs> it's, just keep going.
0: Push I, say, I just abandon the poncho. Look, I'd say just get wet. Just wrap your phone in a, in a ziploc bag and take <laughs> your little wristlet and move forward. And that's all you really need. It's it's a fun little adventure, kids. And indulge, <laughs> indulge yourself because you're gonna walk it off anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: or sweat it off or if sweat, it's anything right. like last and year you'll work and or it sweat it
0: off too. So
1: <laughs> absolutely, but it's it's a it's a great thing to do even if you, you know, and I and I do encourage you, even if you just have one day, pop in, try a few of the things at the booths. Um it's an it's the the festival is overwhelming. Don't let it get to you. Tr- look at the things that are available, try a few things. Anyway, we could talk about this for days. I'm go. Go to the festival. You'll <laughs> love it. It's fun.
0: Absolutely. And if you see me and AJ there, share your food please
1: <laughs> <laughs> say hi first and then share. Say, your hi, food.
0: <laughs> say hi don't try and share what we're eating but share what it is that you're eating um <laughs> aj tell people where they can get the book and i know you are not only so generous with your time but you are generous with the book as well too any sort of maybe discount special offer come on what could, what can you what's your friendliest price what can you do for me I'm the worst negotiator Absolutely. in the world.
1: Let me show you what I can do for you, Lou. So I'm doing this
0: we... only for you just today.
1: <laughs> well, because we're counting down to the festival now, we have deals and sales all month long. We we want you to be able to grab this book and, and get planning. Um, and just a quick FYI, we also have this book as part of our bundles. We have other guides that we sell, other Disney food guides that we sell. And you can get this book as part of bundles, which means you get a hugely discounted price for multiple items. And I think that's great. A lot of people are taking advantage of that right now. But if you use code WDWRADIO... All month long, you can get three three bucks off this book um, if you go to D, go to uh, dfbstore.com and you'll find the book. And you can also get it at dfbminiguides.com/slash-food-and-wine. But if that's too hard to remember, just go to our blog. Go to go to disneyfoodblog.com. It's on the sidebar. Click on the icon, and you're there.
0: Three dollars off. That's like a chocolate lava cake right there. It That's is a chocolate like,
1: lava cake. <laughs> it's more food. But yeah, use code WW Radio and it's
0: discounts yours. Awesome. Well, AJ, I uh, <laughs> I know you're going to be down there for quite a long time. You might as well just be local for the first September and October. <laughs> um, I am so looking forward to following your coverage and seeing you there. We've got to eat together. While, you, you know what? You need to come on the walkabout. I do a walkabout every year where, again, do as I say, not as I do. We start first thing in the morning, and we make our way around every kiosk. We either live broadcast it or tape it for the show. You need to join me and us in the walkabout this year.
1: I always come and find you and say hi. I always come and wave at you and the the crew. When is it this year? Do you have the date set?
0: I don't, but you always come and say hi when I have cheese fondue all over my face. (laughs) What's the best
1: way to find Lou? Happy and eating cheese.
0: Listen, everything is no, better with bacon, either. butter, and or cheese. So,
1: <laughs> oh, and or just bacon, butter, oh. right? <laughs> and salt. Which they have. They have bacon, butter on the on 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 on. the shrimp. Blue Zoo. Have you had those? The shrimp and grits at Blue Zoo. They have bacon, butter on there. Oh,
0: I just gave is- you the really Blue Zoo. That the great, my favorite restaurant on planet Earth and any other planet in the solar system.
1: Oh, so you've had it. You've definitely had that dish. Ugh. Oh,
0: Miso glazed mirror anyway, I digress. You can tell I'm starving <laughs> again.
1: This is what happens when Lou and I get to talking. But and no. He, and then go oh,
0: over here, please.
1: And you know, Lou, we got I got so many nice tweets and, and uh Facebook messages from people that that had heard us that had heard me on the show last time. So I think people, I I appreciate, thank you everyone for, for your kind words and making me feel welcome over here on WW radio. That's really nice.
0: (laughs) Well, I love having you on. It is so much fun. Uh, talking with you about our, our common love. And I don't mean Disney. I mean food. Uh, and please go tweet, follow and tweet AJ. She is at Disney Food Blog on the Twitter and she's on the Facebook and everywhere else. I'll link all that stuff up in the show notes. And you do need to come back and, uh, and come and talk about food. And we'll do some live reviews and we'll do yes. walkabouts and we'll yes. have... Fun and
1: there's more fun to be had
0: and we're going to have the uh we're, we're going to announce the disney food blog spanks coming soon just in time oh my gosh right <laughs>
1: we so need those and they'll have pictures of little mickey waffles on
0: them <laughs> oh waffles belgian waffles <sighs> all right aj again uh, disneyfoodblog.com <laughs> at disney food blog i will see you at the festival buy the book <laughs> buy the book <laughs> scratch and sniff you laugh scratch and sniff
1: Nobody's laughing.
0: It's time for the Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, We can test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or trivia and enter and play for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back to last week, review the question and the answer, and select our winner. So last week, I told you that one of the most recognizable attraction lines in all of Walt Disney World came from Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, the safety spiel about keeping your hams, arms, feet, and legs inside the train at all times, and that that was voiced by Dallas McKinnon. He also voiced characters in Lady and the Tramp, and Mary Poppins, and 101 Dalmatians, but he also can be heard elsewhere in Walt Disney World, and I mentioned places like the Country Bear Jamboree, and in the Haunted Mansion Graveyard. But there's also another role that Dallas is most recognized for in Walt Disney World. So the question I asked you was, what other notable role in Walt Disney World can you hear Dal McKinnon's voice? And I even gave you a hint that Epcot's 30th anniversary may have something to do with the answer. And so I asked you to tell me the character and the attraction, and once again, hundreds of you got this one right and recognized Dal McKinnon's voice as that of Benjamin Franklin from The American Adventure. So thanks to all of you who entered and played and got the answer right. This week's winner is Jonathan Brooks. So Jonathan, please send me your information. I'll get your package out to you right away. Thanks again to everybody who played. If you didn't win, that's okay, because here's this week's Walt Disney World trivia question of the week. And so as long as I'm still in an Epcot mood with Food and Wine Festival and Epcot's 30th anniversary coming up, and I recently met a number of listeners and friends from the UK at the Meet of the Month and other places around the parks lately, so I want to ask you a question Surprisingly, not about food, but about the UK pavilion in Epcot. Now, as you know, the pavilion represents uh, much of the history of the United Kingdom through a lot of different architectural styles from the 1500s to the 1800s. You'll see uh, Victorian and uh, Yorkshire Manor and Hyde Park and even a a Shakespearean cottage-type design. But careful observers will also notice that there are four streets that make up the United Kingdom pavilion. So your question for the week is just to name two of them. Name two of the four streets that you can find represented in the UK Pavilion in Epcot. And if you need a hint, you can go back to an earlier episode of WDW Radio where I toured the Pavilion with someone from the UK, sort of comparing and contrasting how well and accurately the Pavilion represents the UK. So you have until 11.59 p.m. on Sunday, September 9th to email your answer to contest at www.radio.com. You'll be playing once again for all of my audio tours as well as a WW Radio luggage tag, a button, a five-year anniversary pin, and a vinyl vinylmation. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. A couple of quick reminders. Don't forget that on Friday, September 28th, the first night of the Epcot Food and Wine Festival is our inaugural WDW Radio e-ticket event, an evening at the American Adventurers Club. We've rented out the entire American Adventure Pavilion for a special show put on by Disney that they have never done before. Think of it as a special show that goes on all around us for the entire evening and with us as the American adventurers sort of come to life. Really gonna be a lot of fun. The event is almost sold out. We were actually able to add just a few more seats to the event. We've also got some special events on hand, including Disney artists like Brian Blackmore, Alex Mayer, Casey Jones, and Ron Cohee. Disney Imagineers like Jason Sorrell and others are going to be there as well, too. Jim Corcus is going to be there, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I highly recommend you checking it out over at the events page over at wdwradio.com. Again, tickets are almost sold out for the event. It's a great way to kick off Food & Wine Festival, the Tower of Terror race the next day, and Epcot's 30th anniversary. I also want to announce for the first time that we're gonna continue doing something that we started last year and are gonna continue every year as part of our e-ticket event, which is our dream team project charity auction. It's going to begin on Friday, last of the entire weekend. Whether you're there in Walt Disney World or at home, you'll be able to participate and bid on some amazing, one-of-a-kind, unique items and experiences with all the proceeds going to the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Stay tuned. We'll have more information on that coming very soon. If you're going to be at the Tower of Terror 10-Miler, we're going to hopefully see you there as well, too. And D23's Epcot 30th anniversary events on Sunday, monday october 1st we're also going to be doing something special so stay tuned for more about what's happening that day as well if you're coming on our cruise on the disney dream on november 4th visit the cruise update page at wdwradiocom disneydream disney dream 2012 we have cruise updates a schedule we're also in the process of sending out the fish extender exchange assignment so if you've pre-registered for that and haven't heard, send us an email right away and we'll get you on that list as well too. In addition to the show, don't forget about our live broadcasts. Every Wednesday night, join us for WW Radio Live video broadcast and chat. Normally from Walt Disney World at 7.30 p.m. Eastern at www.radiolive.com. We talk about this week's Walt Disney World news in an interactive format where you can be part of the conversation and discussion. Normally hang out for a while after, chat about Disney or anything else that comes up after that as well too. Be sure and follow me on Twitter, I'm at Lou Mangiello and subscribe to my profile over on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lou Mangiello. You can also find out about all the other social networks I'm on, including Pinterest and Google Plus, by visiting the site over at www.radio.com. While you're there, be sure to check out the blog. We've got lots of great new posts from a number of really wonderful contributors each and every day. You can also subscribe, have those posts emailed to you automatically free every day right to your inbox as well too and you know I love having you be a part of the show as much as possible too so if you have a question you want answered on the show you can email me at lou at ww.radio.com or call the voicemail at 407-900-9391 407-900-9391 question comment feedback just saying hello from the parks whatever it may be and also next time you go to Walt Disney World or Disneyland and you've got your cell phone or your camera handy Turn the camera around, take a self-shot photo, email it to us at photos at wdwradio.com for a chance to be featured on the blog as part of WDW Radio Self-Shot Tuesdays. If you are not able to make it to the e-ticket event or the 30th anniversary or the cruise on the Disney Dream, that's okay because hopefully I'll have another chance to get to meet you guys in person at one of our meets of the month in Walt Disney World. We hold them every month, both in and out of the parks. And so the next meet of the month is going to be Saturday, September 29th. It's the weekend of Food & Wine Festival, the e-ticket event, Epcot's 30th. There's so much going on. Might as well get together while we're all down there. It's going to be Saturday, September 29th. Starting at 3 p.m. in Epcot. It's going to be at the outdoor seating area at the American Adventure Pavilion in front of the Liberty Inn. Come by yourself, bring the whole family, bring the kids. It'll be a lot of fun. Get a chance to meet each other and enjoy the Food and Wine Festival as well. Come to the WDW Radio events page at WDWRadio.com. I'll also put a link in the show notes to the events page over on Facebook as well, too. You can RSVP there. Let us know you're coming as well. I want to give a quick thanks to my partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel. Whether you're coming on the cruise to Disney World, Disneyland, Becky and her team give you exceptional service, every available discount, all at no additional cost to you. You can find them over at mousefantravel.com. When you're coming down to Walt Disney World, the Swan and Dolphins not only has some of the best restaurants on property with Blue Zoo, Shula's, Il Molino, and Komodo's, but The most heavenly, comfortable beds as well, too. Check them out over at swananddolphin.com. But maybe you want a little bit more space. Maybe you want rooms for the kids and the grandparents and friends and extended family. Check out allstarvacationhomes.com for a vacation rental home with your own pools and spas and kitchens and game rooms, multiple master bedrooms and lots more. And if you can't get down here as often as you like, and really, who can? Celebrations Magazine. You can subscribe. Order back your shoes, get it delivered right to your house or digitally on your iPad by visiting celebrationspress.com. And of course, big thanks to AJ and Disney Food Blog. Be sure and check out not only her guide to the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, but her Disney Food Blog guide to Walt Disney World, some of the other guides is there as well. Use code WDW Radio for discounts as well over at DFBGuide.com. And finally, and most importantly, as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word, and let others know about it, share links on Twitter or Facebook or Pinterest or Google, Plus, and most importantly, please come by, rate, and review the show over in iTunes. Very much appreciated, very, very helpful. And I just want to say again, thank you so much for letting me share my passion for all things Disney with you. Uh, I appreciate so much you taking the time to listen each and every week. And I hope that you are able to focus on your goals and not your fears and believe in yourself and do as Walt said and always keep moving forward. I hope you have a fantastic week this week. See ya. Hey, this is John Jones, one of your subscribers to uh, WD Radio. Uh... Just want to tell you, thanks for doing the uh, Magic Kingdom gig. I'm up here in Mississippi on the Gulf Coast like I was for during Hurricane Katrina. I put a couple of links in on,
1: on my uh, page before my power went out. But uh, just wish us the best.
0: And uh, uh, stay in touch, bud. Later.
1: You've got a friend.
0: Yeah!